Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. At Produce for Kids, we are always curious about what nutrition paths work for different families. There's definitely not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to diet. Today, we welcome Corey Warren of Lingreen Dad to talk to us about easing into a plant-based diet and why this way of living works for his family. Corey is a husband, vegan dad, and podcast host who creates plant-based meals. Corey will be hosting a new regular Facebook Live series with us on our Produce for Kids Facebook page called Cooking with Lean Green Dad. You can always already find a couple of those videos live on our Facebook page. And these will feature plant-based meals that you can whip up in 15 minutes or less. So um, it is important that we remind all of you to definitely check in with your family doctor before making any major dietary changes. Um, This little disclaimer there uh, for everyone. And then now let's get on the line and chat with Corey. Hi, Corey. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Um, Holy cow. I mean, this, this is a big deal. We're helping families get healthy and make better choices in the kitchen. So thanks thanks for thinking of me. Wonderful. So before we dive into tips for families looking to ease their way into a plant-based diet, can you tell us a little bit about you and the inspiration behind Lean Green Dad? I can, I can. You know, it it all started for us, I think, um, with with ulcerative colitis, you know, sadly. there There's multiple reasons why people kind of think about this plant-based journey, right? It's either you know, maybe it's for the animals or for the planet uh, to lower their carbon footprint or, or it's for themselves. And for us, it was for my wife. Um, you know, prior to us getting married, uh, she was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is a bowel disorder, as most people know. And, you know, not something people really like to talk about a lot and not a lot of, you know, conclusive research on why it, it flares itself. So, you know, over the course of a couple years, um, we we started to think about the way we were eating. And by the time our first daughter uh, was three years old, believe it or not, um, we we said, "Hey, we just saw this documentary. It's called Forks Over Knives, which I highly recommend for folks that are looking to just kind of learn more about this lifestyle without the the animal cruelty side of things and kind of seeing the gory details." Right. Um, you know, I think that it's really, uh, it has something to do with the food that we eat, you know, the ulcerative colitis. And um, so we, we experimented with our own family. And, you know, my wife will be dealing with this condition for the rest of her life. Um, and, you know, you want to make sure that you control the genetics with your kids and try to help them um, have the, the best situation possible. So um, this plant-based journey for us has been really great. It's evolved. And and here we are now, a, a fully plant-based family. It's been seven years and just really going strong. So things are great. Wonderful. It's miraculous that the, um, you know, the way nutrition affects all aspects of our lives. It's not a, just about weight loss. It's not just about a certain thing. It's it's overall, you know, the longevity of your life, the quality of your life. So, um, okay. So talk to us about defining the plant-based diet. I think there's there's some confusion. Does this mean vegan? Does this mean vegetarian? You know, and what are the guy? I hate to use the word guidelines because that kind of makes it sound like rules. But but what are what are the kind of things that you need to think of when you're evolving into this life? And and what does it really mean? Yes. Well, there are. You know, there is no right way to do it. Let me say first of all, right? There is no right way. There are a lot of different plans out there, and there are specific diets. Uh, there's 
There's plans that say you can't drink smoothies because of the calories and you have to chew the food in its whole form. There's raw food diets, there's vegan diets, there's um, whole food plant-based, then there's plant-based and then there's people that are leaning <laughs> in, gluten-free, dairy-free. Yes. You know, it can be overwhelming. Pescatarian, I mean, you name it, right? So if I were to be labeled something, I guess you would just call me plant-based or vegan. Both of those work for me. And um, th those have two different kind of definitions in, in the world uh, as we kind of see it, right? Vegan didn't really come about um, until like, I don't know, the, the 60s, 70s. And vegan, the word vegan is strictly tied to the animal rights side of things. So if you are not eating meat because you believe that animals are mistreated in the farming industry, um, you know, and there are, there's great farmers out there. Okay, there's amazing farmers that treat their animals just fine. Um, but if you still, even if they are treated inhumanely, disagree that eating animals is something that we need to survive, um, then you are vegan. And um, that that does fit me. I mean, that fits my bill. I don't I don't feel that we need animal protein to survive. Um, but at the same time, I'm not judgmental of other people, um, and I'm not in your face about it. And I don't, I don't want to shame people. I want to welcome them right. into talking about what's worked for our family. And if that works for you, awesome. Um, and then kind of go from there. Now, plant based is. Uh, usually talking about whole food, plant-based food. And those are fruits, veggies, um, nuts, seeds, whole grains, legumes, um, food that is food, <laughs> food that doesn't have a list of ingredients with it, right? right. And, um, and produce, I mean, like we talk, produce for kids, it's produce, it's, it's, it's apples, it's bananas, it's um, carrots, it's greens and all of these types of foods. And we'll talk about, you know, the kind of the specific foods we eat a little bit later, but it's, it's truly doing things to get the most nutrients in your body as possible. And, um, and eating in a way that doesn't really think about, you know, calories, unless you have a very specific, you know, goal that you're trying to reach. If you're trying to lose weight, you want to stay away from things that have a natural, you know, high amount of fat like cashews and nuts and stuff like that, right? Um, avocados, you want to stay away from those if you have a very specific goal in mind. But I put avocados on everything. I love avocados, Me too. <laughs> right? Um, and um, I love all types of fruits. Um, so those are the two, I guess, if you could say definitions. There is no right or wrong. You can be a vegan and not be healthy. Um, Oreos are vegan. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but if you are whole food plant-based, typically, and this is what I kind of champion, that is the best, the best possible way you could eat because you're just eating food um, the way that it's supposed to be eaten. And, um, you know, it, there's no rules tied to like, oh, it has to be cooked at a certain temperature or it has to be this or that. Um, the only real rules are you don't eat like, um, you know, animals uh, <laughs> and you don't eat uh, oil on a whole food plant-based diet. And, okay. you know, why is that, right? Um, oil is very, very high in calories. Um, okay. to, to make olive oil, you have to squish thousands of olives and um, you're taking out all of the fiber that actually is in the olive itself. You're, you're, you're just discarding that. Um, so it's much better to eat an actual olive and let the oil kind of go into your system that mm -hmm. way. But 
in my opinion, you do not need olive oil to cook. Um, you, you could use a veg broth or something like that. So, right. you know, again, we don't need to go like too deep into it. And if you use oil, it's okay. Guess what? I use oil too, just not all the time, right? <laughs> right, balance, and, balance. Yeah, right? not all the time. I use it every now and then, and it's only a little bit, you know? Um, do I eat desserts? Heck yes, I eat desserts. I love desserts. I have a sweet tooth. But those um, those are few and far between. And when I have a treat, I try to make it the best possible treat I can. If it's a birthday, forget it. Like, all bets are off. I'm eating birthday cake. It's a vegan cake, but it's it's good, you know? And so I think having that balance, like you said, is very important. Awesome. So, okay, so there's a common misconception that plant-based living is hard, timely, maybe expensive because you have to buy certain things, just not feasible for families. So can you talk about what first steps a family looking to make the switch over to a plant-based um, diet could take? And also, question for you, did you just go cold turkey and just one day just said, okay, we're, we're just going to do this, or was it gradual? <laughs> well, I have to coin the term, it's not cold turkey, it's cold kale in cold my Cold kale, world. yes. Okay? And uh, <laughs> that is from my buddy Rip Esselstyn. He, he actually came up with that, so I have to give him some love. But, um, okay, so did we go cold kale? The answer is no, we did not we slowly transitioned, right? So at the beginning, we were like, oh, we're going to buy organic grass-fed beef and only organic everything. As long as it's organic meat, like it's totally fine. And then, you know, we started thinking a little bit more and I was doing Ironman triathlons at the time. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to cut this meat thing and see what happens. And you hear a lot of like NBA players cutting meat and like optimizing their performance and their blood is better oxygenated and they can just perform better. Um, on the court and stuff. Well, I was actually recovering a lot faster from my training. I mean, I had two kids, one and three, when I did the Ironman. And um, holy cow, I was training three hours a day every single morning between like four and 7 a.m. Wow. And so I needed all the help I could get. And so uh, the winningest Ironman of all time, um, Dave Scott, he he is uh, vegan, totally vegan. And, you know, this guy regenerated his muscles every day to, to go out and train again. So that worked for me and, um, and it was really great, but to, so, so no, it wasn't, it wasn't overnight, but it was, um, a gradual approach. And the more education we got, um, the, the more we loved doing what we were doing. So let's talk about the, the priciness and the difficulty of it, right? So yeah, it, it can get super expensive. Like if you're looking for, um, you know, like when you go to parties, Amanda, and there's like a cheese ball there and you're like, oh my God, that cheese ball is so good. <laughs> I got to dip my crackers in that cheese ball, right? Like if you're looking for a substitute for a cheese ball, the, um, first of all, it'll never taste like the cheese ball, exactly like the cheese ball. But I'm going to tell you a product that comes darn close. Um, it's called Heidi Ho cheese. Have you seen this? No. Okay. Heidi Ho is cashew cheese and she was on Shark Tank and she was funded um, you know, by Mark Cuban. And, um, it's like the most incredible tasting plant-based cheese I've ever had. And it's made from cashews. Wow. So, you know, that's like, but that's like $7, right? It's like $7 mm. for a little container mm -hmm. of it, but you get what you pay for. And so if you're looking at buying products like that, if you're comparing like, um, you know, dairy based yogurt to, a plant-based yogurt that's made from almonds and like really fancy and it costs like 50 cents more. Yeah, 
if you perceive that as expensive, then yes. But again, I feel like you get what you pay for, right? Look at the ingredients list on the back of both of those and compare them. Right. Um, just kind of see. Um, so it, it can be expensive if you let it be. But produce in general, not very expensive, guys. Um, you know, look at your bananas, like per pound. Um, you, you can get them at uh, a whole food or you know, Whole Foods, if you go get Whole Foods organic bananas, you're going to pay like, what, I don't know, 89 cents a right. pound or something. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a Publix or a Sam's um, or a Costco even, you're looking at diff- different prices. I mean, Sam's, you can buy in bulk and get them for like, I don't know, 60, 69, 59 cents a pound. Right. And that's amazing. So just like keep an eye on where you shop. But ultimately, produce is going to be relatively the same if you're looking at um, conventional um, versus organic. That's a different story. There's going to be different prices because, again, you get what you pay for. Um, but I think the biggest thing with with produce in general, since this is produce for kids, is like have a conversation with your farmers. If you go to the farmer's market, ask them. Ask them about pesticides. Ask them about things because there's some pesticides that are actually necessary for the survival of the yes, fruit. Yes, exactly. You know? Right. Um, so I don't think you could say a blanket statement like, all oh, pesticides are bad, and do you want to put pesticides in your body? It will kill you. I mean, the World Health Organization talks about, um, actually, it's EWG, I think, the Environmental Working Group, talks about the, the dirty dozen, right? Yes. So which fruits and veggies have the highest concentration of pesticides? You, you need to make this decision for yourself. I'm not telling you the answer, okay? I'm just giving you info, families that are listening right now, so you can make your own decision as a family. What matters to you? I can tell you, you know, for us, um, local is a big deal for us, right? Um, we, we want local tomatoes because we don't want them driving in a truck for hundreds of miles. Um, we want oranges from Florida. It, it, it's never made sense to me, like, why would we grab oranges from California in Florida? Those oranges had to travel across the country to make it into our grocery store. So that was always something that I'm like, hmm. But, um, you know, local is super important to us. So come up with your family's rules. Is organic important to you? Um, you know, all of those kind of things. And then, I know I'm talking a lot here, Amanda, but let's talk about how it's difficult, right? Yes. So, the mental shift that you have to have from understanding food the way you understood it in the past to the way you will think of food in the in the present and future are very different things. You've been taught by your mom and by your family as you're growing up what food is, but food has changed. The way we make food has changed. We're cutting corners in some places. We're doing a lot of lot more additives. So it's very difficult for like my grandma does not understand what I eat, how I eat, <laughs> what what can I give your kids? Like it's just a cracker. What are you talking about? You know? Right. And then you've got my mom who's like slightly open to it in her generation, but she's still like sticks to like four things. Like if my kids go to her house, they're having um <laughs> like a dia mac and cheese, which is like a, a plant-based cheese, um, dia mac and cheese in a box, or they're having spaghetti with noodles, like noodles and pasta sauce, and that's it. It's like, oh, man. But it's okay. It's okay. Um, but that mental shift for you is is going to be difficult. But the good thing is you don't have to think about it that much. 
because I want you to make substitutes. And I'm going to talk about a couple of the substitutes you can do right now. If you are eating white bread, go get another bread, like Dave's Killer Bread. Look at the ingredients. It is in the store. It's right next to your normal bread. Maybe it's 50 cents more. Maybe it's 25 cents more. Spend the money. You're getting 100% whole grain um, bread that is really great for you. If you're looking for gluten-free, get gluten-free. You can find that too. Um, if you are eating pasta and you are eating a white flour-based pasta um, and you're gluten-free, there's tons of gluten-free pastas out there. In fact, there's a pasta with protein and it's made from brown rice and it's not mushy and it's not nasty. Ooh. It's called Tink Yada, T-I-N-K-Y-A-D-A. And it comes in multiple different uh, shapes, right? So you've got the elbow and the shells and the long, you know, um, uh, what do you call that stuff? Uh, zu- not, zu- not zucchini. What am I trying to say? The long pasta noodles? What do you call those things? Not fettuccine noodles. Spaghetti. <laughs> no, yeah, spaghetti. Ziti. Ha, that's ziti, what it was. Ziti, there we ziti. go. Yeah, so like the ziti-style noodles. So um, brown rice noodle, I mean, come on. Just make that simple adjustment. You don't have to do anything. Um, As far as like skipping the meat goes, listen, a lot of people in my space, they're like, don't eat any fake meats, it's garbage, right? (laughs) Here's the deal. If you are used to eating an eight-ounce steak, okay, and you think that you are getting an incredible amount of protein from that eight-ounce steak, Um, that's correct. You are getting a lot of protein, but you're also getting a lot of saturated fat. And that fat is, um, detrimental to your heart, right? So if you're eating that and it's not about like you eat one eight ounce steak, like you're going to die. That's not what I'm talking about, folks. I am talking about 75% of our plates being meat. And that just doesn't work. We need to make, uh, you know, 25 to 50% of that fresh veggies, fresh fruits, and then we can have another source of protein. If you choose to eat meat for, you know, that small percentage of your plate, let's say it's like 25% of your plate. Like, do we really need more than that? No. So 25% of your plate is protein. If it's meat for you, then great. It's not for me and that's fine. And um, maybe it's beans. Maybe it's um, gosh, just a host of other things that you can have that are, you know, sources of plant-based protein. But going back to the fake meats, right? So if you're used to, I don't know, eating, eating an eight ounce steak or eating a burger, um, there are black bean burgers out there that you can sub in for your burger and it will taste great. I promise you, you got to get the right brand, right? I know, um, there's a couple out there. The Beyond Burger is big. The Impossible Burger is big. Um, has beet juice in it. It bleeds like a burger, which is hilarious. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then you've got um, Gardein, which is one of my go-to brands, and um, I love them. You know, Gardein has chicken fingers that are substitutes. Um, they have black bean burgers. They have sliders. Um, they have the frozen uh, mixtures that you can throw in the skillet and just like make them really quick, like a skillet sensation type of thing. Um, anyways, you you have to make your own decision. But if you're transitioning and you're missing meat and you really need to stay on this lifestyle, then give give these you know fake meats a try. Um, ultimately, you wanna transition away from those, right? Most of the time, I, I don't have those every single day. But I'll, I'll throw some grilled you know fake chicken on top of my salad and just make it awesome. It's great, it's a great source of protein and it tastes great. 
And so that's fine. So um, what other subs can we do? Uh, I'll talk about one or two more. So one, cereal. Holy cow. I, I love cereal. So cereal is awesome, but when you look at the label, if you're eating Lucky Charms every day, Ooh. come on now. <laughs> you know you can do better, right? So let's say you, you look at the ingredients. You want to make sure that your fiber is at least twice the sugar content, right? So if you've got like a four sugar content, you want to make sure you have at least eight, eight of fiber, Um and that's kind of the rule that I kind of try to follow, and that works really well. But guess what you can do? Sub it out for some oatmeal. And I'm not talking about the ones in the packet that you have the sugar in this sugar and strawberries and cream and that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about actual whole rolled oats. And just a while ago on the Produce for Kids channel, me and my daughter Izzy made the ultimate morning oatmeal. Go and, check it out. Go over oh, there and check it out. <laughs> check it out on the Facebook page. Look at the videos. She was a little host because she was out of school and was cool. Um, but all you got to do is microwave them for like a minute, minute 30, right, in water. You've got a nice soft oatmeal base. Then you can add some frozen fruit to cool it down because it's always too hot for the kids and you. And then you've got maybe some like, I've got this plant-based um, coconut cream that I put on top. Sprinkle on some cashews or something. You can rock that out and and replace that. So replace what you're doing with something else. Sub it out and and get on a healthier track without even thinking about it. Um, you know, as far as pizzas go, there are some great plant-based pizzas out there. Daya has a good one. Um, it's going to look weird. I mean, look, honestly, if you're a meat eater and you're used to eating a Western standard American diet, you're going to go to the frozen section and be like, what vegan cheese like that sounds disgusting <laughs> right i feel you i totally feel you and if you are expecting vegan cheese to taste like real cheese not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen and you have to know that going in it's made from different things like almonds you know and uh, cashews and stuff so it's not going to taste the same and it doesn't have the fat content either right so it's just not going to be the same but there are some great tasting cheeses out there my favorite cheese is called Chow Cheese, C-H-A-O. Check it out, it melts like real cheese, it's absolutely incredible. Um, man, just so good. And you can find it at you know any of your local grocery stores. So that's a lot, but that is kind of uh, the, the answer to your questions that you asked, Amanda. Well, that's great, and I'm glad that you talked about some of those substitutes because I will actually add those links up on the show notes and over on our website so that you know, in case you need to, if you're listening, and you need to reference back to those. I'll just plug those in so you can, you can pull those easily to make your shopping list. Um, and I have to add back in episode one of the Healthy Family Project, we talked to Brenda Thompson from Meal Planning Magic. And I think a lot of what she says can be applied to this common misconception that plant-based living is hard, where we talk just generally about healthy living is hard, you know, the healthy diet is hard in general. And so I think you can save money by planning, by looking at what, you know, reading your weekly ads. I know that sounds old school, but I swear they're online. There's digital coupons for things. So I think there's definitely ways if you can plan out your meals ahead of time and you're not, you know, 5 p.m., you're off of work and trying to say, like, what kind of plant-based 
meal can I create? Although, although Corey has uh, plant-based meals in 15 minutes or less, so you could That's refer right. to those. But, yeah. you know, as far as what those staples that are in your fridge or your um, pantry, you know, I think that those are things that you can really plan ahead and, and save some money in that regard too. So, yep. Um, and then, you know, iron too, same thing. It's like, holy cow, eat the green stuff, pair it with a vitamin C rich, uh, thing. And it's just as, just as good as the, the normal animal based heme iron. There's heme and non heme. And you got to make sure that you're getting, you know, a good, a good, uh, little bit of iron. So you can do that very easily on a plant-based diet. Um, so also in the fridge, you know, get your, get your produce in there, get some great apples. I mean, honey crisps are my fave. Um, I love jazz apples too. You got to have those as snacks just standing by, just cut them up, eat them with some peanut butter. Um, you got to have your bananas for your smoothies in the morning. I'm a huge fan of smoothies. I have a a protein powder that I sell. That's, you know, my favorite. Um, and then there's other great plant-based proteins out there that just taste amazing. I mean, there's like four or five that I just love. Um, you just got to find the right one, right? So, well, so that's good. That's a good segue to my next question. So you just you hit on the calcium, you hit on the iron. So I know families. This is the question. You know the million dollar dollar question you hear all the time. Well, what about your protein? Where are you getting your protein from? So what are your thoughts on that? I know we touched on that a little bit. So um, yeah. you know, I guess you you touched on a couple of substitutes, but maybe what are those plants out there that are are the protein sources and outside of meat where we can we can pull that protein from? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is like how much protein do you need? Do you actually know how much protein you need? Um I I don't have the I you know, I didn't have the I don't have my scientific numbers here, but I think it's like 0.8 per kilogram or something like that. There's like a mathematical equation that you can figure out. But I mean, typically like what? 40, 50 grams of protein for like a normal human being. I mean, that's for the entire day. That's more than enough. You know, Um, the the bottom line for me with the protein conversation, and it is the number one question that vegans get asked is, um, I don't know where I get my protein from. I don't know. But guess what? When I go to the doctor, there's never a problem with protein. I've never had a protein deficiency. And furthermore, never in the history of the world has there been an isolated protein deficiency. Any medical journal, anyone that has a protein deficiency is also having a major problem with something else in their system, okay? Okay. And so um, you don't have to worry about protein, uh, in my opinion. Um, You know, 10% of your calories can come from protein and you can be more than okay. Um, where do I get my protein from? Well, I get it from the meat substitutes every now and then. Um, I get it from, you know, things like brown rice, um, things like, uh, beans, uh, all types of legumes. There's like kidney beans and, um, chickpeas. Holy cow. I make these like chocolate chip cookies with chickpeas that are just incredible. I think I did. Did I do that one for you guys too on the Facebook live? You did. I believe so. And that's another link we'll put up when I, when I add all of my links at the end of the podcast. Yeah, like, and that's one of those things where you're like, okay, chickpeas for cookies, that's disgusting. But then when you try it, your mind is blown. Like, they're so, so good, and they taste like chocolate chips. Um, but, 
you can also you can also use a a protein powder if you want to. Like for me, like I'm in the gym three days a week doing heavy lifting and just trying to get muscles, especially because like right now when we recorded this, it's a summer, so you know you want to look good when you go to the beach, <laughs> of or whatever. Of course, yeah. So like you know, um, if you are lifting super heavy and you need to repair your muscles, you might want to do a little bit more, um, but you don't have to worry about it too much. You really you really don't, in my opinion, um, because like I said, there's never been an isolated protein case and. I'm sure there's, you know, I'll have to give you a list of some of the, you know, top sources for protein, and you can kind of include that in the show notes um, on a plant-based diet. That would be huge. Awesome. So, and and I guess my next question was going to be about nut allergies because this is another question that we we get a lot uh, at Produce for Kids, you know, about alternatives to different kinds of nuts. So, in thinking you know, this plant-based diet, it has to include a lot of nuts. But I think you just talked about a lot of things that are not nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> nuts. I'm um, No, but um, for, for peanut butter, have you guys tried sun butter or have you heard of sun butter? Yes. it's yeah. a, We love so, sun butter. So good. It's like free from all the top seven allergens. So those are really wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, our family, you know, luckily does not have any nut allergies, so um, our recipes don't necessarily take that into consideration. But by mistake, most of them don't include nuts. So I think that that's something that is is good. You know, my my recipes are all 15 minutes or less, um, and it's it's the answer to the question of what's for dinner, which your kids always ask at the time when you're completely exhausted exactly. and just got home from a full day of work. Yes. So. Um, so that takes care of that. Um, as far as the nut allergies go, all I can say is that if you have a nut allergy, my heart goes out to you because we have a little cousin that is just so deathly allergic to nuts. And um, it's it's very real. And, you know, much love to you. I'm so sorry I have to go through that if you're listening and you have a nut allergy. Um, but like I said, a, a lot of the recipes that I do are just nut-free by mistake. Um, but, um, it, it might be something that I can, you know, take into consideration, especially for, um, those families and even the school systems that are saying, uh, yes. this is a nut, this is a nut free zone. We gotta mm-hmm. have no nuts in the school. So, um, those are, those are my thoughts on nuts. Not, I'm not a nut specialist. I'm just a nut myself. <laughs> and you are, you are very right. Many schools are going nut free just to avoid, you know, those chances. So even families who do not have nut allergies are, are looking, how can I make this lunch that's nut free or this send the snack, you know, to, to um, follow those guidelines through the schools. Yeah. So, well, awesome. Okay, so before we wrap up, I have to ask you about your plant-based parenting summit that's coming up, which is very exciting. So I think that after maybe someone listening to the podcast um, is okay. I got, I got, kind of got my wheels spinning here, and I think you know that this is this is coming up, and it's probably a great next step to you know listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Well, you know, Produce for Kids is a huge uh, supporter of Plant-Based Parenting Summit. And um, that's what it is. It is a summit all centered around being a plant-based parent. It is a welcoming, inclusive environment where you can come and learn from over 30 experts in the plant-based space. So, you know, that that question of like, where do I go? What do I do? What do I follow? We've got the answer to that. Um, you're going to hear from from the top 30 people that I know in this space that are just absolutely incredible. Um, there's free little handouts and resources and cheat sheets and stuff like that that all come along with our, our VIP package. 
Um, it is totally free. I will say it is totally free. It is July 10th through the 16th. But um, there's an upgrade option, you know, like most most uh, summits, there's an upgrade option for VIP status that um, I think it's like $67. And that's like less than $2 per interview. But these interviews will give you just a wealth of information on topics, everything from, you know, is it safe to have a vegan pregnancy or a plant based pregnancy? Um, where do I start? What kind of supplements do I take? What's the problem with oil? Um, how do I talk to my kids about this plant-based lifestyle? What happens if a kid comes to you and they're vegan and they're like, I want to be vegan. What do you do? Do you freak out as a parent? Like, how do you talk to them? So all of these subjects, all centered around being a plant-based parent, um, are going to be happening July 10th through the 16th, um, plantbasedparentingsummit.com. Um, and of course, leangreendad.com, but, um, plantbasedparentingsummit, I know that's a long URL.com. Um, is where you'd go to, to find out information about that. Great. That sounds great. And we will also include that link in the show notes as well. So if you want to head over there and grab all your all your uh, your tips and your links and everything else, you can check out the show notes or also go to healthyfamilyprojectpodcast.com, also a long URL. Um, so, <laughs> well, so I can't thank you enough. I'm so excited for what's to come with our partnership with Produce for Kids and Lean Green Dad and bringing you all of this wealth of information that Corey has to share. Thank you for being part of the Healthy Family Project and all of your expert contributions. So besides finding you over on the Produce for Kids Facebook page and on our blog, can you tell listeners where they can find you? Yes, they can find me on uh, leangreendad.com. That is the hub. And then we've got a Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and a YouTube channel that uh, whatever social media medium you enjoy, other than Snapchat, we don't, I mean, I have a Snapchat account, but I don't <laughs> use it because I'm 30, you know, seven. But if I was 20 and under, I for sure would use Snapchat. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can find us on, on those channels. Again, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and, uh, and YouTube. Well, thank you so much, Corey, for chatting with us today. And we look forward to what's to come. You got it. Thank you so much. Healthy Family Project rocks. Thanks for listening in today. As we mentioned, Corey appears regularly on our Produce for Kids Facebook page in our new Cooking with Lean Green Dad series. Be sure to tune in. Check the show notes for Corey's most recent videos, product recommendations, and a direct link to the plant-based summit information. Stay tuned for new episodes of the Healthy Family Project releasing every other Friday and visit our website produceforkids.com for more than 400 registered dietitian and family approved recipes, tips, and more. Check out new content on our social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram, as well as YouTube. And any questions, comments, or episode ideas can be posted on healthyfamilyprojectpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.